Amen, amen. If you got a Bible, open it up to Job chapter 1. Amen. How many people in the house of God today know someone that's stubborn? How many is married to somebody stubborn? I just want to start a fight before we left out here today. <laughs> well, this message ought to hit a home run with you today. This message ought to uh, uh, touch, touch some of you today in a way that you'll understand by, I'm stubborn sometimes. Any of y'all stubborn sometimes? Mary made me that way. <laughs> I, I'm stubborn sometimes. And there's, there's, there's a, there, there, stubborn's good sometimes if you can use it in a way to build yourself up and build yourself up with your relationship with the Lord. The power of a made-up mind. How many of you ladies have ever did this? I made my mind up. We ain't venting to. I made my mind up. You say whatever you want. You can light as many candles as you want to. Uh-uh. You can bring all them flowers home, but you're still in the doghouse, buddy. The power of a made-up mind. The power of a made-up mind and the power of a great attitude can, can, can bless your lives. Teenagers, it can bless your life. When you get your mind made up this morning to follow God, when you get your mind made up to live for God, when you get your mind up to be sold out to God, there is nothing that God won't do for you. I believe that today. <laughs> I am blessed beyond measures. I tell people all the time, God never blesses me again. I've been blessed too much already. But I don't want him to stop blessing me. <laughs> and if you, I, I want to say this to you this morning. The power of a made-up mind. Job was an extremely blessed man materially. It was mind-boggling how blessed Job was. Pay attention real quick. Job was so blessed. It says in the Bible that he was the the the, the most blessed man in all of the east. Now think about that for a minute. North, south, west, and east. The Bible don't lie. So it says Job was the most blessed man in all of the east. That's wild. When you wrap your mind around that, that's crazy. He was the richest man in all of the East. There was nobody more richer in this part of the world than Job. Job was a blessed man. That's awesome. Who wants those kind of blessings? Ah, don't lie. Don't sit over here on your own. I'm going to give it all to the poor. Whatever. Job was the richest man in all of the East. And I love this word that I'm fixing to bring to you. And, and I believe, children, I believe it's because he started making his mind up to follow the Lord at a young age. I believe that he started making decisions that would honor God at a young age. It don't matter if this is your first day with Christ, your first time to church. You can start making your mind up today to make decisions that will bless you. The power of a made-up mind can take you further in life than you will ever imagine that you could go. God wants us to make our mind up. Choose this day who you will serve. God wants us to make our mind up this day, young people. God wants us to make up our mind. Are we going to follow him? See, I believe that Job was so blessed because he made, up, he made a decision. And he got stubborn about that decision. He said, come hell or high water, I'm going to serve God. If nobody else will serve God, I'll serve God. 
If all my friends are going to parties, I'm going to serve God. If all my friends are dressing like, like, like hoochie mamas, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor God. If all my friends are having sex in cars and, and, and doing drugs and pills and popping pills, I'm going to honor God. If all my guys I work with are, are on pornography, I'm going to honor God. If all the guys that I work with are cheating on their husbands, I'm going to honor God. I'm, I'm, you know what I meant. <laughs> Amen. Job chapter 1. I'll move on to the word. <laughs> Job chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, there was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was a blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He employed many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. You know, one thing I've learned is he was not only blessed materially, he was also blessed spiritually. Studying on this this week, I learned that Job was not only blessed materially, he was blessed spiritually. True greatness is not predicted upon what a person possesses. Somebody ought to understand that today. True greatness does not, not, does not predict it upon what a person possesses. Jesus said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses, but true greatness is determined by the things that you possess in your heart, that you possess in your spirit, that you possess in your soul. True greatness is not about how much you have, but Job had a lot because he was spiritually walking with God. He was spiritually seeking God. And it said he would stay away from evil. Say, stay away from evil. Touch three people and say, stay away from evil. Can I say something to you this morning? He didn't wake up one day and become blessed. He started making decisions at a young age. Teenagers, you pay attention like your life depends on it. He started making decisions at a very young age that, that, that impacted his entire life. It set the course in motion. God began to bless him from a young age and everything that Job did, he would get God's approval on. And everything that Job got into, he would seek God in. And God began to bless him. And, and, and through his obedience, say obedience, through his obedience, through his obedience, he became the richest man in the east. This part. That's wild. That's what God wants to do to each and every one of us. He said, if you'll do it for one, you'll do it for the other. God wants to take care of your every need, but he wants your obedience. Job just did not wake up one day and find himself overwhelmed with material blessings and spiritual blessings. Job, according to the scripture at a young age, looked at his life and made some critical decisions. He recognized that there are two paths that a person can take. Let me tell you something. Job knew before Jesus even walked this earth. Job knew that there's two paths a person can take. And Jesus came along and he taught about this. He said there's two paths, teenagers, adults, grandmas, grandpas, that you can get on. He said you can get on the broad path 
And the broad path leads to destruction. It leads to death. That's the way that everybody goes. Or you can get on the narrow path. Job knew that if he was going to be blessed, if he was going to serve God, that he had to do it on the narrow path. That means that he, he wasn't going to be like everybody else. He was going to find a way to stay away from evil. He was going to find a way to stay pure in his heart. He was going to find a way to stay blameless. Say blameless. There's something about your testimony that you ought to hold so dear to your heart that, that nobody can find fault in you because Job stayed with God and God wants us to stay with him this very day. Job knew that there was two paths. Even before Jesus walked this earth, he knew that there was two paths. He said, there's a narrow path and, and, and few find that path. And there's a broad path. And the broad path leads to destruction. Matthew 7, 13. Turn there with me. Matthew 7, 13. People say, what did he say that? Matthew 7, 13. We say that because we encourage you to bring your Bible so that you know I don't make this good stuff up. It's in here, folks. The Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the instruction manual before we leave this earth. Matthew 7, 13 says this. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is the broad, and it's the gate is wide. For there are many who choose the easy way, but the gate to life is small, and the road is narrow, and only few will find it. See, too many of you today are going down the broad path. Too many people in this world today are going down the broad path. But Jesus said, there's an elite group. Say elite group. Jesus said, there's an elite group that's going to take the narrow path. I want to be on that road, amen. I work hard to stay on that road. It ain't easy to stay on that road. This world we live in has all kinds of things that it wants us to entice us and get us to get our mind off the Lord. But the Lord said that there's an elite group, say elite group, there's an elite group that will stay on the narrow path. Few walk that path. In other words, if you're going to go to heaven, you cannot go the path that most people take in life. You can't do what everybody else is doing. You can't do what every other married couple is doing. You can't do what everybody is doing this Sunday morning, laid up, watching TV and eating bonbons. They should be here worshiping God with us. You can't be like everybody else. There, did you know that, that Sunday morning between 10 and 12, the restaurant business is more busy than it is any other day of the week. Sunday morning between 10 and 12, when worship should be breaking out in homes, people are breaking out and going to IHOP. Let me say this. You can hop all you want to, but there's one road that will lead you to heaven. And that's the narrow path. That's the narrow path. And few. Jesus taught this. Jesus didn't teach that everybody was going to heaven. Wrap your mind around this. Jesus didn't teach that everybody was going to heaven. He said that many are not going to heaven. That was his ministry. He taught that. 33 years when they hung him on the cross for three years of his ministry, he taught. He said few will find that road. It's an elite group. Teenagers. It's an elite group. It's one that ain't on Facebook. It's one that ain't on texting or Twittering in church. It's an elite group of teenagers who decide, I'm going to make a difference with my life. I'm not going to be like every other teenager in this school. I'm going to be a teenager that lives for the Lord. It's an elite group. 
I love the word elite because it, it reminds me of an elite fighting group. Like the ones that went over and got Osama bin Laden. That was an elite fight group. That was the best of the best. The best of the best Scott went over there and got Obama. It was an elite fighting group. See, we have to have that elite. Did I say something? Barack Obama, I don't know, Osama bin Laden. That's all right. God's going to get Obama. I give Obama to God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's not funny. It's an elite group. It's an elite group. The best of the best. And if you're not in that group this morning, you're probably going to hell. I'm no judge, I'm no jury, but I know the one that is. His name is Jesus. And he says that it's an elite group, just like the group that went over and got who? Y'all apparently knew before I did. The best of the best went over and took him out. It's the best of the best in us that has to wake up every day and fight for our relationship with the Lord. I don't know about you, but I fight for my relationship with the Lord. I fight my old nature. I fight my old self every single day. When I got baptized and born again and got saved, I, I, I thought that everything was going to change and miraculously I would be this great Christian person. No, I have to fight every single day just to honor God. Not trying to be no great Christian person. I'm just trying to stay on the narrow way. Too many people in church today are on the broad way. The broad way is going to lead you to hell. But the narrow way, the elite group, they're going to find their way to the small gate. And the small gate gets you into heaven, the Bible says. If you want to just be normal, you're going to go to hell. Because just normal people are going to go to hell. It's an elite group that finds the narrow path, that walk the narrow path, and they walk that into eternal life. I want to know if my, I get in my car and I go to a restaurant after church today and if somebody comes out of nowhere and hits me and takes me out, I want to know that I know that I know that I've been on the narrow path and God's going to know that I was on the narrow path by my actions. See, we got listen to me this morning. We live and die by the choices that we make. And the choices that we make make us. If you're taking notes, the choices that we make make us. According to the teachings of Jesus. So if you want to be like everybody else, you're on the broad path. So Job looked at, at all this and comprehended this at a young age. And he grasped it, Miss Vicky, And he understood that there's repercussions of good and bad decisions. Say repercussions. You live and die by the choices that you make. Number one, our decisions. And number two is our response to God. I was thinking about this this week. There are two things that determine what we become in life. Number one are our decisions. And number two is our response to God. See, God made you a free moral agent. Mr. Johns, you are free to choose whatever you want to do. We're not robots. 
God made us free moral agents. We can choose. We can choose to do whatever we want. Some of you come in here this morning with whiskey on your breath. Some of you come in here this morning after a night of partying and, and having the best time of your life. This is not your get out of jail free, get out of hell free card. This is a true relationship with the Lord. This is not a place that we play church. This is a place where we come and we get right with God. This is a hospital for the sinners. You are a free moral agent, and God will let you choose. God will let you choose how you want to live. God is not going to force himself, his spirit, or his word down any of your throats. Teenagers, listen to me. You're the one that's got to read the Word of God. He's not going to force it. Moms and dads, you're the ones that's got to open up your Bibles and read the Word of God. He's not going to force it on you. You're the ones that's got to live for the Lord. He's not going to force it on you. God will let you decide how you want to live. He will not be forced on anyone. God says, your decision and your choices are up to you. I live by my own choices and my own decisions, and it was taking me straight to hell. I was on the highway to hell. For Mark Grimes, I knew where I was headed. The moment I went to church and, and, and the preacher started preaching, I know I needed to respond because I was on the wrong road, Jack. I knew that I was on the wrong road and I was leading my wife down the wrong road. I knew that I was on the wrong road and I was leading her down the wrong road. And I knew I was leading Justin down the wrong road. And I knew I was leading Dalton down the wrong road. And so I responded. See, we live and die by the choices that we make. and We have to respond to stay away from evil and make right choices. Does anybody hear me this morning say amen? amen. He will not force himself on you. God says your decisions are your choice. Nobody can make you do it. Talking to all you stubborn people this morning. Nobody can make you do it. But what you need to understand is why you still have a mind, you need to make it up this morning to serve God. Why you still have a mind, you need to listen to me. When you make choices, the choices have the power to make us. I believe that with all my heart this morning. I tell people all the time that just got out of prison that you can have a better life. I say to them, man, if God will do it for me, I had to make some choices. I had to get all them old people out of my life. All my partners that, that were in crime, my good time buddies, my outlaws, I knew that I wanted something better, so I had to make a choice and look for better friends. Somebody ought to praise God. Teenagers, if all the people that you hang around in school are dope heads, you need to make a better choice. Get away from them. If all the teenagers, listen to me, moms and dads, you, you better start setting some barriers up around your kids or you're leading them to hell. You're leading them to hell to be your fault. You can't blame the church. You can't blame this pastor. But you'll be blaming yourself. You better set some barriers up. Say, hey, you can get close, but you can't get over there. Because if you get over there, you're going to go to hell. It's my job to keep you on the straight and narrow path. Dalton believes that he lost his truck. Justin's believed that he's lost his truck. He's lost his phone. He's lost his privilege. Why? Because I'll be hated to hold you accountable. My kids had never done this to me, but I imagine one day that they, they, they might. I'm running away from home, but see, my kids are smarter than that. They know they got it too good at my house. But if they ever did, they say, I'm running away from home. I say, leave with the clothes on your back. Every other one of those in your closet belong to this cat. And by the way, running away is what you will do. Set your keys on the table. 
You won't drive away from me because the registration on that Dodge truck says Mark Grimes and Mary Grimes. It has your name nowhere on that pickup. So if you want to run away, you want to live for the devil, then you take the clothes you got on your back, the shoes you got on your feet. I'm a good Christian, but don't you take a dang thing else out of my house. Everything else belongs to me. You want to step outside that barrier? I'm going to daddy you. She's going to mama you. We're going to hold you accountable. That's what you should do, moms and dads. They'll respect you later. They'll thank you later. I remember when I was 12 years old. How many remember when they was 12 years old? I remember when I was 12 years old, I was in the sixth grade twice. <laughs> Some of that went over y'all head, huh? <laughs> I was in the sixth grade twice. I remember when I was 12 years old, we, we lived in a trailer house. And I remember we had a back door, and I could barely see out that back door. And I would pray that I'll grow up one day. And when I was 12, I couldn't wait to be 13. I wanted to be 13 so bad, I wanted to be a teenager. Just let me get out of this adolescent stage. I want to be 13. And then I remember when I became 13, I wanted to be 16. 16, I could get a driver's license. 16, I can get a little freedom. 16, let me say this to you, teenagers. Pay attention. Enjoy what you're doing right now because when you hit 18, it goes by quick. Is anybody hear me? It goes by quick. I can't believe today I'm 43 years old. I'm too cool to be 43. I'm too cool. I can't believe my wife is 50. Not yet. She's working on it. We're too cool to be old. Huh, baby? Our kids are lucky. They got cool parents. But I remember when I was 12, I wanted to be 13. Then when I was 13, I wanted to be 16. And then when I was 16, I wanted to be 18. I wanted freedom. I wanted my own thing. I wanted my own stuff. I, want, I wanted to be an adult. But you know what came along with that? It came from 18 to 42. Where would that go? You need to make your mind up this day you're going to serve God. Because it goes by quick. It goes by fast. It goes by like Expedia. I'm making up all kinds of words there. I might as well make up another one. It goes by fast. It goes by quick. From 18 to 42, where did the time go? Young people, you need to make a decision like Job to put God first right now. Right now, this very day, what's your response going to be? You see, when I turned 18, couldn't nobody tell me what to do. My mama might tell me to sit down, but I don't have to listen to you. But if you're the kind of mama that, I, that, like Mary is, you will listen at 18 and get your head knocked off. My wife, she's like a little midget UFC fighter. <laughs> you got to make your mind up this very day who you're going to serve. What we have to understand is we're laying the groundwork for our future, even if you're 53 today or 61. You're laying the ground for your future today. If you don't have Jesus, this very day is the day you find him. How will you respond to God? See, as a teenager, Job responded to God. He made decisions that determined how his life would turn out. He made decisions that he would follow God even though nobody else was. I was thinking about it. I shouldn't have the life that I have. But somewhere, uh, but somewhere God got hold of me. 
I'm not qualified. I'm not educated. I shouldn't have this. I don't have the skills. I'm not gifted enough. But somewhere, I made a decision to follow God. And God will take your little bit, oh, you, and do something big with it. I'm not qualified, I don't have the skills, I'm not educated enough, I'm not gifted enough. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I didn't even get raised in a good home or have good parents or, or even made poor choices when I was a teenager. But there was a point in my life where nine years ago, I made a decision, a life-altering decision. It just started for me. I, I'm 42, 40, how old am I? 43, 42. 42. Keep me young, baby. Keep me young. It was just nine years ago, look at me, that I made a life-altering decision. That's not long ago. but I shouldn't be where I am today, but God, God I got on a narrow path. And then straight is the gate and narrow is the way. So I live a life that's according to Jesus and for Jesus, and that's what I'm about, Jesus. God is calling us to be about him this very day. There was a turning point in my life where I made a decision not to do it my way anymore, but to do it God's way. I stopped being stubborn. I stopped being hard-headed. I stopped being selfish. I started living for the Lord instead of living for myself. I wanted to do it his way. I wanted to listen to him. I wanted to understand him. I wanted to follow him. I wanted to love him and to be obedient to him. I made a decision, and that for that outcome, my life is better now than it has ever been. You young teenagers have to make a decision to follow Christ. You need to start doing it this very morning. You need to make a decision this morning, adults. Teenagers, this very day that you're going to follow God. Teenagers. Teenagers. You need to make a decision that you're going to be a virgin until you get married. Teenagers, you need to make a decision that you're going to stay. Yeah, I said virgin in church. That's not a cuss word. That's the truth. Teenagers, you need to make a decision that God has somebody special for you and you don't want to be used up before you get to that one person. You need to make a decision this very morning that you're going to stay a virgin until you get married until God brings the right person in your life. And some of y'all are snickering and laughing and this and that and the other, but God says it in his word that we are to, to, to have one wife and one marriage and be true and wait for God to bring us the right person. You need to make a decision to do it right now for God. No drugs. If you walked in here and you dabble with drugs, if you walk in here and it's okay for you to get high on Friday and Saturday, you come to church and you say your, your blessings and you stand up when Neil begins to play and you rock it out, or you, you, know, you need to make a decision that your life is going to honor God and you're going to give those drugs up this very day. I, I don't care if it's pain pills, prescription pills. I met a guy the other day. He said, man, I take 19 pills. I said, you only need one pill. It's the pill called Jesus. I, I know some people that are hooked on, on, on marijuana. I know people that are hooked on alcohol. You need to make a decision this very day. Pay attention. You need to make a decision this very day that you're going to serve God and not serve the bottle. 
You need to make a decision this day that, and let me say this to you, I, I, I set the course to stop drinking and Dalton and Justin hadn't started drinking, so I've done, I've done a great thing. I set the course for my family and, 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 and I look at them now and, and what college kid don't party, mine? Praise God for that. I praise God. I didn't say he couldn't go out and have a good time, but he ain't going out looking for trouble. He ain't going out drinking. He ain't going out doing with all the other kids. Why? Because Justin is on the narrow path, and the narrow path leads to heaven. Teenagers, if you're not on that path and you died today, if you want to smoke and dip and chew and, 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 and lie and cheat and, and treat people ugly, you will die and you will go to hell. You have to get on the narrow path. That ought to scare you into living right. That ought to let you make decisions, boy, because you don't know where you're going to go. And, girl, you don't know you turned 13 today. Happy birthday. But tomorrow you'll be 18. And from that point on, you'll be 21, 25. You'll have babies of your own. If you don't make a decision to get on the narrow path and follow God now, make it harder for you later. I'm like, Miss Vicky, we're sitting on the back row next week. I ain't taking this no more. If you walked in here and you dabble with crack, smoke crack, smoke methamphetamines, you do the hard stuff, you get paid and you, you don't pay your bills, you, you, you pay the crack man, you pay the meth man. Let me say this, you need to make a decision right now to clean that stuff up in your life. You need to make a decision this morning that you're not going to lie, that you're not going to cheat, that you're going to keep your nose clean. You're going to stay out of trouble. God, teach me. I said, I will not live for the devil no more. Listen to me. I told the Lord nine years ago, I'm not going to live for the devil no more. And I said, God, teach me. And God will teach you. See, because sometimes God will touch you. Sometimes God will see that you're trying, and he'll reach down like, like Job. He probably saw that Job was a young man. He was trying. He was getting along. Probably had opposition come against him. He made right decisions, and God touched him. God wants to touch each and every one of you here this morning. Somebody ought to receive that. I've been touched by God. I'm not like some of you. When God touches me, I cry. When God touches me, I respond. When God touches me, I go and do what God tells me to do. When God touches me, I make decisions in my life that alter my future. When God touches me and I come to the altar and I give up something, I try my best to give it up. And, and, and sometimes I'm weak and sometimes my flesh takes over. But every day I pray, God, if this ain't the very day that you help me, tomorrow, God, that joy cometh in the morning and the new day, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know, you got to get your mind right. You got to start thinking positively, believing in yourself. The decisions we make and the responses that we make to God are so important in our life. If we start responding to God today, it will govern our whole life. Miss Vicky just started responding to God a few years ago. It's governed her future. It set her life on track. Benny made a decision. He'd been in church all of his life. He was raised in a religion, but he didn't want to dishonor his mama by leaving that religion, but he made a decision here at this church that he was going to enter into a relationship that would set the course of his life in another direction. And his mama saw what he was doing, and she honored him and said, boy, you go where God is telling you to go, and you do what God is telling you to do. 
there are some of you that God wants to set your life in action, put you on the right course, lead you down the right path, but you're stubborn. You're stubborn. You're stubborn. I told somebody this Wednesday night, I said, when are you going to quit doing things your way and start doing them God's way? You know, your life would be so much better if you just do things God's way. God wants to work in your life. When others don't respond to God, that don't mean that Mark Grimes is not going to respond to God. When others don't respond to God, that don't mean that you don't respond to God. When all your buddies at work and all the women that you work with and when everybody's gossiping and cheating and lying and, and everybody else is depressed and, and, and wore out and beat up and they complain all the time, that shouldn't alter your life. It didn't alter Job's life. It ought to alter your, alter your life. Friends, young people, old people, when your friends are not responding to God and changing their life, that's their loss. They're on the broad path. Jesus said that many are on the broad path. But there's an elite group, young people, that stay on the narrow path. When I hear God speak to me, I hear God in my mind, I have to respond. I don't go the other way. You're not supposed to go the other way. The Bible says a man puts his hands on the plow and not takes a look back. I got something on the inside of me that makes me respond to God and I want to do right. I want to make right choices. Say, make right choices. Touch somebody and say, make right choices. I met a guy when I was in prison. His name was Dwayne. He was from Clifton, Texas. and My sister and them lived in Clifton, Texas and he knew my brother-in-law and my sister and, and uh, they were... Oh, my, my sister had the largest uh, uh, drug bust in Coryell County history. They flew in SWAT teams and choppers, and, and they seized all their property and all their assets. They were stealing from the feed store that whatever it takes to make methamphetamines, and they had all these big containers, and they were, they were cooking meth and making meth and selling it to kids in school and selling it to people around the world. I thank God that God has got a hold of my sister, and she's changed her life. Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> but in the history in the history of Coriel County, Bosque County, my sister and her husband had the largest bu drug bust in the history of that county at their house. And there was a man that used to buy drugs from them. His name was uh, I think Dwayne or Daryl, I met him when I was in prison and, and he was from Clifton and I asked him if he knew him. He said, Oh yeah, I used to buy my dope from them. I said, Well, what you in for? He said, Man, they threw the buck at me. He said, man, they, they, you're not going to believe this. I said, believe what? He, I said, what happened? He said, man, I stole a coffee table, and they gave me 75 years for stealing a coffee table. He wasn't telling no lie. He got 75 years in prison for stealing a coffee table. To me, that's like stealing gum from the store. That's like stealing, you know, something out of somebody's yard. He stole a coffee table and got 75 years for stealing that coffee table. You don't think he didn't wake up mad every day and want to fight and aggravate and hated the world? He stole the coffee table and the judge in that town threw the book at him. The more I was around him, the more I listened to him, it really wasn't the whole truth. What he was really there for was burglary of a habitation. The seventh time. He kept making wrong decisions. He kept making wrong decisions. 
He kept making wrong decisions. He kept making wrong decisions. I've been out of prison for 22 years. He's still there. 75 years for making wrong decisions. When are you going to keep making the wrong decisions and stay in the prison that you're in? I'm not talking about closed-door prison. I'm talking about some of y'all in the prisons of alcohol and prisons of drugs and prisons of hate and prisons of unforgiveness and, and the prisons that God wants to break you out of this morning. Somebody ought to receive that with all their hearts. I want to do right. I want to be right. I want to have a better life. I'm almost done. Just hang with me one more time. Your responses to God will make you or break you. Let me break it down for you. We're in another church service called Caney Creek Cowboy Church. It's another Sunday morning. Some of y'all been with me for a long time, but you still hadn't responded to God. Some of y'all been coming for a while. Some of you have been here for a month or two or six, but you still hadn't responded to God. Let me break it down for you. Pay attention. Let me break it down for you. We're almost done. I'm fixing to close this service out. You've already heard the music this morning, and the music was good, but that's not all of it. The music was great. The sur it's an important part of the service, but it's not the most important part of this service. The music is not the most important part of this service. The preaching's almost over. It's been good preaching this morning, but preaching is not the most important part of this service. The most important part of this service is how are you going to respond to God this morning? The most important part of this service is what are you going to do with what God has summoned you to do? If he's telling you to change and move away from this and render your life and be sold out to him, at the end of this service, the most important part of the church it's going to take place. Either you respond to God or you say, God, I don't care today. God, I don't care today. Either you respond to God or you just throw it to the side. You just harden up right now. You watch your clock and say, I wonder what needs to going to quit talking. You may not remember what I preached five months from now this very Sunday, but God will remember five months from now your response to what I preached this very Sunday. He will remember that you either laid it all at the altar this morning or you didn't. He will remember whether you laid it at the altar this morning and said, I'll never pick it up again. He will remember the service you were in when you were moved and you started crying because you've been cheating on this and you've been doing things that ain't right and you know, you know, you know you want a better life. You know you want to change. Tears are coming down some of your faces right now. He will remember five months from now when you were shaken to your core. Did you get up out of your seat and come down or not? He will remember you may not remember what I preached or we were in Job 1, 1 through 3 and Job was blessed the whole east side of this world. But five months from now, the Lord will remember your response. Did you choose this day to serve Him? Did you choose this day to follow Him? Did you choose this day to quit cussing, to quit smoking, to quit lying, to quit stealing? Did you choose this day to be a teenager that makes a difference for Him? Did you choose this day to be a parent that honors God? I'm convinced that the spotlight, I, I'm convinced that the spotlight is on the preacher sometimes when he's preaching the word of God. 
I'm convinced that the spotlight is, is, is on the word of God and the preacher. But sometimes God moves that spotlight off of me and onto you. Sometimes God looks at your heart. Sometimes God is searching your heart to see how you're going to respond. Yeah, it's, it, the Holy Spirit comes down and he gives me what to preach. But he also says, choose this day who you're going to serve. Which road are you going to take? I don't care if you've been in church a thousand years. Which road are you going to take? You might can go to church, but that don't mean you can go to heaven. In every service, the Holy Spirit takes the spotlight off the stage and it goes into the heart. And the Lord wants to see how you're going to respond. But here's the thing, I'm done. Listen, here's the thing I want you to see right now. Job, at a young age, started making incredibly wise choices. He said, I'm going to stay away from evil. I'm going to cleave to what's good. See, some of you here today need to start cleaving to what's good and staying away from what's evil. He said, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to serve God. I'll make a decision to follow God. I've got the power of a made-up mind. I plan it right now in my mind. I plan it right now in my mind. Many of day have come to me where I had a choice to make. Would I stay with God or would I go with the world? Would I stay with God or would I go back to my old ways? Many of day have come to me. Because see, I want to say that I, I'm not going to quit right now. Listen, I've got to preach for just one more minute. Listen, there will come a day when your faith and your decision will be tested. Job started making wise decisions to follow God. God made him the richest man in the east. But there was a day when his faith was tested. If you'll read the story, uh, Job lost all of his children in one day. He had seven sons and three daughters. In one day, he lost ten of his children. In one day, he lost all of his possessions. It said he had 500 female donkeys. He had oxen and he had cattle and he had camels. He had a big old nice house and all that stuff. It said in one day, his faith was tested. In one day. His wife came to him in the first day. All these sores and boils came over all of his body. This was the first day. He lost his children. He lost his possessions. He lost his silver and gold. He lost everything. And, and, and that day he was sitting there and he was covering boils and, 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 and he was crying. He was, he was trying to talk to God and pray to God and seek God and say, I love you, God, no matter what. No matter what, I love you, God. Though nobody else will love you, God, I love you. Though you've taken everything from me, God, I love you. I know my friends are going to hell, God, but I still love you. I know some of my church family is going to hell, God, but I'm going to still follow you. One day, one day, he lost everything. And his wife said, his wife said, she's made out to be a villain Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Job, just curse God and die. She was made out to be a villain, but I don't think she was a villain. I think she was flesh. I think she was human. See, it talks about what Job lost, but she lost the same thing. She lost ten of her children. She lost all of her possessions. She lost all of her gold and silver. 
But Job made a decision to follow God no matter what. God is telling some of you that with all your heart choose this very day which path you will take that's why I'm saying to young people here this morning make your mind up while you're still young that's why I'm saying to families this morning make your mind up today to set boundaries and teach your kids and bring them to church and make them honor God even if they don't want to they'll thank you for it later see teenagers you're still young today. Your biggest decision that you're going to make is which Facebook selfie am I going to put on today? Some of you adults make that same decision. <laughs> Teenagers, you don't really have it hard today. Young adults, tell them real world starts after 18. Start paying your own bills. Start seeing. See, teenagers today, all you have is is will I wear skinny jeans or or uh, rock and roll jeans on Monday? Make your mind up to serve God. Make your decisions about Him this very day. But there's gonna come a day, teenagers, where you're gonna pay car payments and insurance. You're gonna have families and babies crying. It's going to be so much harder for you to find the Lord then. Make up your mind this day who you're going to serve, teenagers. And if your life come at you fast like mine did, and there was no real big opportunity to follow God because home, because you quit making excuses. I just found him and, and, and followed him nine years ago. Benny just found him and followed him two, two years ago. Miss Vicky just found him and followed him four or five years ago. Choose this very day who you're going to serve. Get on the narrow path. Young people, respond. Say respond. Respond. Job's wife said, curse God and die. He said, I can't. I can't because I know my Redeemer lives. He said, I can't because I, I know my Redeemer lives. Job, just curse God and die. I can't. I made a decision way back when I was young. I made my mind up. I made my mind up. No matter what my circumstances say, I'm not throwing in the towel. Just quit. I hear the devil tell me all the time, just quit. I tell him I can't do it. I'm going to put another trial in your life, Mark Grimes. Put another trial in my life. It's okay. I'm not quitting Jesus because Jesus didn't quit me. Yeah. Pastor Mark, you say, I can't make it. I can't make it. You're not going to make it unless you make your mind up. The power of a positive mind, a stubborn mind, and no matter what comes your way, you're going to stick with Jesus. Because he stuck with you. He stuck with me when I was in the wilderness. He stuck with me when I didn't even know what I was doing or what I was saying was leading me to hell. I'm through preaching and 
most important hour is here right now. Your response, because God has a plan for you. And I'm going to say this, and I'm done. I'm done. I thank you, Lord, that I got to preach today. You see, the service is over, Miss Vicki and Mary. The, the service is over, and I want to know every head bowed and every eye closed. You see, I got saved. I wasn't like some of you. I didn't care who was around me. When I got saved, I didn't care who was around me. I made my mind up. I was getting out of my chair and coming forward. I wanted a better life. I, 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 I don't think, Mary, we were sitting on the end that day I got saved. I think we were packed in the middle of Parkview Baptist Church when John Collier did an altar call. I think I hit about five or six people in the knees. I said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. See, I wasn't like most of them and not respond. I made up my mind I wanted a better life. I made up my mind I was running out of time. Keep your eyes closed. You're running out of time, Grandma. You're running out of time, Grandpa. Choose this day who you're going to serve. The altar is open right now. Come right now. They're going to play. Come right now and say, I'm coming this morning. I'm making my mind up to serve God with all of my heart. I want all of God's blessings, spiritually, physically, financially. I'm not just going to serve God in, in the good times. I'm going to serve Him in the bad times. Come on now. You're running out of time. Come forward right now and give your life to the Lord. Bible says if you're ashamed of him he'll be ashamed of you you say brother Mark if I come they're gonna they're going to they're gonna know I'm still drinking brother Mark if I come they're gonna know I'm still 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 messing with drugs it don't matter what they know it's what God knows how are you responding to him coming this morning he's telling you to get up and make your mind up that you're gonna serve him from this day forward God has got something for me and he's got something for you this morning. And nobody in here can keep me from it. Hey Amen. Get up right now. Nobody can keep you from what God has for you. The power of a made up mind to get up and say, God, I'm going to serve you from this day forward. I need you, Lord. God has something for you. power of a made up mind yes come on come on get up there's plenty of room at the altar every head bowed every eye closed keep your eyes closed if somebody hits your knee it's okay don't worry about it pray for them when they hit your knee get up right now I'm fixing to close how are you going to respond is this the day that God's telling you to get things right with him come forward right now come forward right now say Lord I want to get things right with you yes Lord Feel in my spirit there's some more that want to get up but they're afraid don't be afraid be afraid of the broad road if you want to be afraid of anything be afraid of going to hell if you want to be afraid thank you young lady for getting up amen be afraid of going to hell thank you thank you thank you every head bowed and every eye closed let God have his time thank you young man 
Come on, yes, come on. Come on, yes. Come on, yes. Hallelujah. Stand with me, everybody. Stand with me. Let them, let them get it. Keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Just stand. Make it away. Make it away where people can come on out. And by coming this morning, you're saying, Lord, I give my life to you. It's simple, folks. It's not a mystery. He didn't make it impossible. He said, if you'll, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Believe right now in all your heart. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Right where you are, say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, but I don't want to sin no more. I want to live for you. Come forward right now. Just slip out of your seats. Come forward right now. I want to pray for you right now. I know some of y'all have gone back, but stay there. I'm going to pray. One more time, Brother Neil. One more time. Thank you for coming. Come on now. Come on. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you came this morning and you want to give your heart to Jesus, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my heart. Say, repeat after me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my heart and save me. From this point on, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Pray with me. Say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. But please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Say that with me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that three days later you rose. If you believe that with everything inside of you, God put both, listen to me, God put both of your feet on the narrow path. Stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. I never get tired of coming to church. I never get tired of going to the house of God and worship. I never get tired of reading my Bible. I never get tired of praying. I never get tired of talking to God. I never get tired of working for God. Stay with me, brothers. It's the elite group. Stay with me, sister. It's the elite group. Lord, I thank you. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord and get yourself back on that narrow path, look, 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 every head bowed, every eye closed. Take a spiritual step off the broad path. Right now, you're the only one that can do it. Keep your eyes closed. Take a big step and get on the narrow path. Step over from where you are and what you're doing right now, spiritually speaking. Change everything about you. Some of y'all here didn't respond. And I'm praying for you. Lord, bless this service we had in Jesus' name. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Would somebody give God a praise this morning? Look at all the responses.